and this is a Workplace Side Hug. Side Hugs are short, sweet, and to the point mini episodes where we give you quick advice or workplace hacks to get you what you need, hopefully right when you need it. No matter what kind of hug we're giving you though, the goal is always the same. Help us all build our workplace toolkit with a whole lot of empathy without a whole new degree. This week, we are talking about perspective and self-empathy, Rami. I think you have like a running story for us. Yes. Um, all my examples are running stories uh, or Excel quandaries. <laughs> I always said if I was going to give a TED Talk, it would be on perspective because I think it's like the most fascinating thing. And I think perspective is so much intertwined with self-empathy. And so it kind of works out really well. So without further ado, I will tell my story about running. Uh, I run. I talk about it all the time. It's like my escape. It's my way to keep myself balanced. It's my way to recenter and refocus. And so um, back when I used to be an indoor runner, I would run on the treadmill. Now I'm an outdoor runner and I love running in my little city. But when I was an indoor runner, I would run on the treadmill. And I think when you run on a treadmill, it's so fascinating because you control everything. You control the speed. You control the incline. You control if you're going to do hills. You control if you're going to speed up, if you're going to slow down, if you're going to walk, if you're going to just straight up stop because you need to catch your breath and tie your shoe or you dropped your AirPod, which all of those things have happened to me. I think when you start to get into the groove, at least for me, it's especially when you can control everything, it's always like, okay, I want to turn my speed up one notch, right? I want to go that extra quarter mile and go the extra half mile. And I think when you're able to be super scientific about it, at least for me, I'm much more, I'm much more ruthless to myself in that, like, I want to get that extra quarter mile. And if I'm going to do that extra quarter mile, like I want to do it and I want to feel really good about it. And so I remember running on the treadmill and I was pushing myself from I think from four miles to four and a half miles. And I think at the same time, I was trying to increase my speed probably by like one, one notch. And I remember having this run and it was just not a good run. I just like didn't feel good the whole time. Like, I think my legs felt really heavy. I just like, I didn't feel good. And I finished and I was like doing my walk and my like everything. And I was just like in my head and I was like, I didn't feel good about it. Like I'd run four and a half miles, but I didn't feel good about it. Yeah. And the lady on the treadmill next to me, as I was like walking, like tapped me because I had my headphones on and I was like, oh, hi. And she was like, hey, she was like, did you just run for like 45 minutes? I was like, yeah, I guess so. She's like, wow. She's like, does that take a really long time to get up to? I was like, well, yeah, I guess like I must have started out at like a jog for a while and then like slowly building up both my stamina and my pace to like get up to the point where I could run this long. She's like, wow. She's like, I, I've always wanted to be a runner, but like, it's so scary to see and so scary to think about like getting to that point. Mm -hmm. She's like, but you made it seem really effortless. She's like, so I'm going to try and run. Like I'm going to try and like find a plan and like get to the point where I can like do a 5k. And it was like, so eye opening to me to think about like, yeah, I just ran 45 minutes. Like, even if it was slightly slower than I wanted or not the distance that I wanted, like, I did something and it was like, it was okay, right? And I think I I felt super bad about it. But then having that outside perspective of someone telling me like, no, 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 that was like, that was an impressive thing. Like, I can't, I can't do that thing. And you did it. 
eight times more than I could do that thing. Mm. And I think it's just we we need to have more self-empathy for ourselves in those moments because I think the challenge and the push to always do better is a really good thing, right? Like we always should be pushing ourselves to do better, to, to get to that next level. But I think taking a step back and having some perspective to say, wow, well, but at least I did that thing. And like even getting to the point where I'm at right now, even if it's I'm walking for 10 minutes when I used to walk for five minutes, yeah. right? Like that's an impressive thing. And I think we don't, we don't appreciate that or build ourselves up enough that we can get to that, that fifth part of that or the sixth part of that, right? Where our five minute walk becomes a 30 minute jog, yeah. right? And that 30 minute jog becomes a 60 minute run. And that 60 minute run becomes like you ran a half marathon or you ran a marathon, but it, it's that if you can't get over that first part, you never get to that second or to that end goal. And I think having that perspective throughout is super difficult, but you have to pull yourself back every once in a while and have that self-empathy. Yeah, yeah. And so how beautiful that you had this woman in that moment to to basically interrupt your thought pattern and say, okay, wait a second here. Like, this is actually, you've come so far compared to maybe what you're beating yourself up over today. Uh, and I think what I'm curious about is like, how do we help our listeners like find that interruption almost like that moment of pause to say, wait a second, like first we've got to recognize when the self talk is not supporting us and getting to where we want to go. Uh, so maybe that's step one for some of us out there is like, we just have to catch the thoughts Mm -hmm. as they're coming to us. I'm thinking of a visual now that I've talked about with clients in the past of like, our thoughts are so powerful. Like we can basically use them as a rope to tie ourselves up and make it impossible to take action or as a rope to ladder and scale to the next plateau, if you will, the next level that we're trying to hit. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us to decide whether that's related to your running experience or related to your career experience and how you're feeling right now. Yeah. Do you have an example of a career experience, Shannon? Well, I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, to like go back to your example where you're thinking of times where you are just kicking your own butt right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, maybe if I go back to like when I was a manager, a first time leader of a team, and I thought that, oh my God, there were so many things I was doing wrong, you know? And then to have the perspective of remembering I was leading a team of folks who I used to do what they do or what they were doing now. And then to go back and think like, gosh, I remember my first day at Target and being in the analyst chair and be like, I have no freaking clue what I'm uh-huh. doing. I had uh-huh. like no knowledge of Excel formulas and all of that. And here I was at least able to like help and support and teach other people in doing that. And while maybe I was working to scale to the next ability level in terms of emotional intelligence and um, uh, dealing with difficult employee situations and whatnot. How can I celebrate how far I've come of like reaching an ability level where I can at least support them in doing their job, whereas before I couldn't have even done that. And maybe I'm still working on the soft skills thing a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think about it even in coaching too. I was talking with um, a peer coach of mine who's in her 50s and she's just trying to get on social media for the first time and she's like yep. terrified and I'm yep. like man I'm on video every day but I remember when video used to be really tough for me but we don't always have those moments to remind ourselves so taking that moment of pause yeah I like that one of the other things that you had mentioned was positive inquiry 
Well, I think it goes two ways. So um, in coaching, one thing that we'll talk about or a a technique that we'll use that I encourage folks to use in themselves is what we call appreciative inquiry. So how do we focus on what's good and build upon that? That's using the rope as leverage to get yourself to the next level versus using rope to tie yourself up with negative thinking and and criticizing yourself for what's not going well. Last time I checked, most of the people that I work and interact with respond much more positively when we focus on the positive. And I think we're all telling ourselves lies when I think a lot of people live in fear that, oh, if I tell myself what I'm doing right, then I won't want to push or strive as hard. And I think Uh that is such a load of utter crap that I wish I could just like eliminate from all human beings everywhere because it just doesn't work that way. How do we do more of that than Shannon? Because I think I think you're exactly right. You're hitting on the nose. Like, I don't want to self-congratulate because I think it would cause me to do less uh, critical perspective, have a less critical perspective on myself. Yeah. I a little bit go back to episode 27 where we talked about the nibble theory. And at a really basic level, it's starting by recognizing the good, right? So even in the crappiest of crappiest situations, like... You're brand spanking new at something. There is still something in there that you're doing right that we want to acknowledge. And then the plus is, and what would you like to add to that? Everything can be framed as an invitation to grow instead of like a hand slap of like, here's where you're doing it wrong. You can be giving the same feedback even to yourself, but talking about it in two different ways. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think that's the right approach. I think it's, look, there's always going to be a little bit of positive. And so when you're really beating yourself up, you can pull that little, that little kernel of, of positivity. I think, I also think about even it's, if it's not a new thing, it's a thing that you're doing really consistently, taking that step out. And I think I'm going to throw back as I will always do to emotional agility, which was 34, episode 34, in that take a moment, acknowledge the feelings that you're having. Yes. And then appreciate that they are fleeting. They do not define you. And and be able to take that step back and take that perspective and realize that, like, yes, that that meeting that I do every single week is 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 a lot of work. And maybe I don't feel like I'm being successful at it, but I have to take a step back and say, well, did everybody show up? Did we have a good conversation? Did the outcome happen the way that we wanted it to? Yeah. If if any of those are yes, then like it was a good meeting, right? And like you need to appreciate that. Now, if no one showed up to your meeting and um, like you struggled to keep it going and you didn't get where you wanted to, then it's time to reevaluate that meeting. But I think if the if you can take a step back and say, oh, these are the positives coming out of that, then I think like ace is all around. And how do we... How do we appreciate that and actually congratulate ourselves on those things when it becomes so routine? It's it's such a part of who we are that we do that thing yep. that we don't realize that that thing sometimes is impressive that we do it. Yeah. Yeah. And everything's going to get better when we give ourselves permission to try and try again. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we beat ourselves up for how that meeting was a piece of crap or whatever it is. I'm guessing that's I, I often will encourage folks to look at the action that that self-talk is pointing you towards. If you're beating yourself a new one and it's leading you to the action of saying, like, I never want to try again. Hmm. Maybe it's not so great for you to spend so much time in negative thought land. But if mm-hmm. instead you can say, well, 
the positive in this is that I'm really glad I had the courage to try. Yep. And I'm going to, and that is inspiring me to have the courage to try again. I'm, if we go back to your first example of this running story, I'm guessing <laughs> that woman saying what she said to you made you want to go to the gym the next day. Absolutely. And if you would have just stayed in your own head and focused on all the crap, maybe you wouldn't have wanted to push exactly. for the next half mile yep. or the or the whatnot. So I think going back to the like whole, how do we get out of, or not how do we get out of critical thought, but if you have a limiting belief of thinking like, oh, but if I'm never critical, I'm never going to want to try again. Look for evidence that that is actually totally false. Because when we're kind to ourselves, we actually tend to want to reach farther, more beyond than when we beat ourselves up all the time. Yes, I love it. And so with that, I would say, try to take perspective on things, try to step back, Mm -hmm. look at the rope as a as a ladder, as opposed to a noose. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't let it constrict you, but let it let it pull you forward, let it be appreciative inquiry rather than a constricting inquiry. And I think as always, like try and acknowledge those feelings that you're having, yep. take a step away from them and and realize that what you're doing sometimes is quite impressive. We just get so into the weeds and it becomes so routine that we don't realize that we need to congratulate ourselves on the thing that we do because it is impressive. Yeah. And, and know that you guys are impressive. You just need to realize that. Get a little perspective, have a little self-empathy and realize that you guys are amazing and that you're just... you. You're just on your path to to do more amazing things. Well said. Well said. So with that, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Give us a follow or a shout at Workplace Hugs and tell us about where you're practicing more self-empathy or more appreciative inquiry and what's going right in your work life. And with that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami and this has been...